Now, here is what I uh, would like everyone to stop doing. I want everyone to quit moping about everything that's going on. When I was in office, uh, I did not mope. I just avoided the real issues so I wouldn't have to tackle them. Enough of the bullshit. We're going to tell you how it is. You're on the Angry Man's Carousel. using that same song for my intro over and over and over again but oh my god i just it's so much fun i just love it so much we've got a really really good episode for you today and i say i say we uh that that's that's me and the dog uh she's in the other room laying down we went for a really long walk tonight uh 11 30 at night we went for this walk still hot as balls didn't get one block into this walk and already uh like my scalp started itching just from the humidity and the heat and uh, i just oh god I, I don't know i don't know what it is it's it's just weird it's just one of those weird things anyway uh back in the house back in the ac now not looking forward to paying that fucking bill i tell you right now got the uh got the bill from the city today for electric and water and uh, sewage and trash pickup, I can assure you that um, w- we didn't we didn't use almost $300 worth of fucking trash pickup. It's not like I had an old Studebaker and said, hey, come out here and fucking pick this thing up. It's not that hard. Get it together, stupid. Um, almost... for one month's worth of utilities. Hopefully it's it's not for one month. Maybe we just, you know, paid the bill late and they didn't update it before they sent sent out the bill. But in either case, uh, uh, I've got some really good tips on how you can stay cool this summer without creating a, a fucking bat cave. I shouldn't say bat cave. That, that bat, bat cave actually sounds really cool. Um, without turning your house into a fucking freezer. How about that? Uh, wife, she fucking loves to have the house so cold in, during the summertime because, uh, sunlight, that you actually have to put a full fucking winter comforter over every square inch of your skin to keep from getting frostbite. I'm I'm just like, why do you do that? It just it just it just feels so good to snuggle up and in in bed and feel warm and you can still feel warm without having the house feeling like Jack Frost just took a piss all over it. Oh god, the shit we put up with, man. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um first first and foremost, I I want to make a formal apology to all of my listeners, all whopping fucking ten of you, and 
By the way, one of those is me, and I should be apologizing myself to, to myself for w- what I put myself through. It's like my ears got raped by a goblin. And uh, uh, I uh, uh, apparently the, the fireball and the keystone light kind of snuck up on me last night. Uh, I thought I'd be able to get through the, <laughs> finish the entire episode and make a fucking, you know, strong, intelligent, informative, helpful point. Um, you know, without without bunny trail on all over the place and and losing my fucking temper, but I lost my temper anyway. So, point is, I'm really sorry you had to listen to that. Um, uh, it was a very weak moment uh, for me professionally. So, um, in the future, we'll uh we'll try to have everything out planned planned out a little bit better before we just jump onto this fucking microphone. All right, so, um. In the world of sports, let's start off talking about sports, because everybody loves sports. And and if you don't like sports, what the fuck are you doing in America, weirdo? Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's plenty of people who don't like sports that are, that are fascinating, wonderfully interesting people. They're just not anyone I want to fucking talk to. So, uh, so apparently soccer is still around. Um, can I just ask one question? Uh, why does... Everyone still pretend to give a fucking shit, right? It's like uh, trending now on Twitter or, or YouTube. You know, every time you, you you just open the fucking YouTube app on your phone, there's there's something that says, there, there, there's an entire category, there's a tab that just says trending. Like, like I want to know what's popular with a bunch of fucking prepubescent losers picking their boogers and popping zits on the fucking mirror of the bathroom. Yeah, you know, I, I don't care. I don't give a fuck about Nicki Minaj or or the next, you know, uh, Sprite banana or Tide Pod eating fucking whatever teenager challenge that that you know promotes stupidity and puts people within a fucking inch of their lives. Like, like I don't care what's trending. What the fuck do I care? Yeah, you know, when I go to be entertained by something, I'm not I'm not thinking to myself, hmm, gee, what does everybody else on the planet really like? A whole 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 bunch. I don't want to do that because I don't have a fucking brain on my own. Yeah, just just call me the angry fucking sheep. Apparently, sheep. That's a weird word. Like it's it's the same for singular and and plural. You don't say you know I got a pasture full of sheep that I'm raising to cook. <laughs> it's like it's sheep. It's just fucking sheep. Eng- Eng- English is fucking tough, man. I. I sympathize with anyone trying to learn this fucking language. Anyway, so uh, so soccer equals still no one gives a shit. <laughs> that's exactly then. That's exactly how I wrote it on this fucking notebook when I made my my notes for the show today. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't have anything else for that. Moving on, <laughs> uh, and a little bit more popular, relevant fucking news for all you trendy people out there. LeBron James. King motherfucking James uh, equals who cares, question mark. Uh, is he going to go to Golden State? I think he fucking should. You know, it, uh, basketball would become <laughs> so goddamn boring. If LeBron James goes to the Golden State Warriors, look at this fucking lineup. Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson. Uh, LeBron James, 
Steph Curry, Draymond Green. Are you are you fucking serious? I mean, these are f- the f- five of the top fucking 15 players on the planet. It would it would it uh, it it, it wouldn't be fun. It watching basketball would no longer be fun. It would be like a fucking video game. Right? Like how many how many ridiculous stats can I just fucking pile on? You know, like like you're playing a like you're playing a you know a, a special needs kid, and his his controller is not even you know on or plugged in. I mean, it, it would you, these guys would just run it up so much. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it. Uh, LeBron James is uh, uh, he's he's not going to pick up the option. He's he's going to become an unrestricted free agent. Um, as Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, of course, talked about the fact that LeBron James absolutely certainly could, uh, you know, still sign a one-year deal with Cleveland. But Max Kellerman makes a good point. Like, he's trying to chase Jordan. He wants to be known as the best of all time. And in order to be considered the best, you got to get those fucking rings, baby. That's what it's all about, okay? Yes, you play for money. Uh, these guys have a very short window in their professional athletic careers to make as much money as possible to sustain, uh, you know, their uh, their family and, um, you know, any business interests that they have. Uh, th- this is going to last them a lifetime. And, uh, you know, if you know anything about the study that's been done on NFL players that have retired, even guys that played 20 years, I mean, within five of retiring from the sport, they're fucking broke. Because one, they never, they either never learn to manage their money correctly, or they just blow it all on stupid shit, or they get so seriously injured that the medical bills pile up to, to being so much, and you know, uh, such specialized care, you know, treating, you know, some of these really significant uh, injuries, especially guys with concussions and CTE and you know, long long lasting effects. You got to make that fucking cheddar as quick as you can, but. But if you want to be considered one of the best of all time, you have got to get those fucking championship rings, right? You know, well, how many rings did, you know, fucking uh, Isaiah Thomas win? How many rings did Larry Bird win? You know, how many, that's, you know, John Stockton. How many rings did John Stockton win? Well, that's not the fucking point. Uh, You can be still considered one of the best of all time. But if you want to be in that upper echelon, that absolute fucking elite numero uno fucking class of athlete mean to just to completely surpass all the others in history it it i might be wrong about this who knows but as far as i'm concerned if you don't have that rings we're not having that conversation about you so uh who knows who knows what lebron james is gonna do um uh, i think that he should because listen by the time he retires from the sport here in a few years, he is going to probably, with all his endorsements and everything else, be a multi-billionaire. Why can't he take some of that fucking money and put it into research to put some more hair back on his fucking head? Like, you're not fooling us. You're not fooling us, LeBron. Okay, it's over. Give it up. The fucking hair is receding like... A mud puddle in the Mojave. It's over. Why can't you just admit when something's over? All right, you had a good little run, but you know if you're if you're having to shave, you know your chest hair or your pubes or something, and fucking have them reattached to the front of your skull, 
it's time to do something. Uh, he's got the fucking money, right? Uh, scientists would be glad to, to you know, um, start research and develop products that would help put hair back on the heads of all us, you know, middle-aged men. So, you know, that's my opinion. Go for another ring, and if it doesn't happen in the next couple of years, just fucking call it good. You're already one of the top fucking ten, you know, uh, basketball players of all time. So, uh, anyway, um, speaking of speaking of of uh, professional sports, um, fantasy football has become fucking huge, and not just in America, overseas as well. And as you may or may not know. The start of the NFL season is only a couple of months away. My wife is going nuts. Um, and uh, my friend Jack Haney, I had him on the show, oh, what, you know, a couple weeks ago? I believe it was episode four. And he came on to talk about health insurance and, and, and uh, you know, um, uh, all, all that crazy stuff. Well, well, he is actually an enormous fantasy football uh, fan. Uh, he's a sports fan, but, but he, he is – really really into fantasy sports fancy baseball which i don't really play anymore but uh, football as well and i played against this guy last year and um and this this motherfucker i i don't know i i don't know what was going on in that brilliant fucking mind of his but he's a kansas city chiefs fan despite that fact uh we've decided to bring him back on the show and talk about fantasy football in, in the next, you know, several weeks. So be looking forward to that. But but last year, this guy had Kareem Hunt, a rookie, and he refused to trade me Kareem Hunt because I had David Johnson with my first pick, and David Johnson ended up hurting his knee and just wasn't the same and ended up being out the rest of the year. That really, really fucked me. And even before Kareem Hunt blew up, this guy refused to trade me this. I mean, I offered him, what did I, I want to say I offered him like, you know, Aaron Rodgers or something stupid ridiculous, right? Which actually would have turned out to be a good play. But but anyway, so um, uh, fantasy football, there's actually um, a lot of people out there already doing their mock drafts, which I think is fucking stupid. I mean, we're two fucking months away. Rosters have, have not even... You know, being set, we, we, we don't know who's going to be first string, second string. A uh, lot of injuries are, are going to take place between now and uh, op- op- opening weekend. However, Matthew Berry is already on it. Uh, Matthew Berry's uh, senior um, uh, ESPN fantasy football analyst has already been hard at it. And I went and looked at, um, uh, you know, his rankings a little bit. But there's a couple of big takeaways that we can start looking at for fantasy football getting ready because week one is the first week of September. So again, we're only a couple of months away, right? Um, now one big thing that he mentioned was that you want to go for a top five pick because if you don't get a top five pick, unless you are drafting with a bunch of fucking retards, you're pretty much guaranteed to not get, uh, you know, a David Johnson or an Ezekiel Elliott or, you know, uh, those really, really tier one guys. But, his his two biggest pieces of advice, which I, I absolutely agree with, are get a running back first and try to get one of those top five guys. And as far as quarterbacks are concerned, just wait on the quarterbacks, man. Like the quarterback pool is so deep. It's so deep. There's so many good, good, uh, uh, you know, fantasy quarterbacks 
uh, this this coming season to be had. And even if you wait late and you get a you know Dak Prescott or Russell Wilson or or whatever, don't be in a rush. And he even said that he waited till round five or six, and Aaron Rodgers was still out there. So uh, one last thing to add: uh, tight ends. Everything seriously, significantly drops off like a mofo after the top three: Zach Ertz, Gronkowski, and and uh, and Travis Kelsey, right? Um, but he made a good point, and again, I totally agree with this. Uh, you know, for the most part as well. If you don't get one of these, you know, top three tight ends, you can still play the waiver wire and just kind of wait out the first two to three, four weeks of the season because tight ends always end up emerging every single season. Um, you know, you got guys that might catch, you know, fucking eight, nine, ten touchdowns but they only go for, you know, 400 yards on the year. Well, so what? I mean, the the, the yards are, are, are not where you make your points. You know, that you I mean, you want to go for people, obviously, who score touchdowns first and yards second. Um, that's not always the case, but the vast majority of the time it absolutely is. So um, be getting ready for your fantasy football drafts. We're going to be talking a lot more about fantasy football in the, in the next, you know, month or two. So... As far as real football is concerned, Super Bowl is going to be held in Atlanta this year, 2019. Um, already, this is fucking hilarious. Tom Brady's, what, 40, 40, 41 years old? Might be 42 by next year? I, I, don't, I, I don't know. The point is, the Patriots are already a 5-1 to one favorite to win the Super Bowl. Before... Before this season has even begun, we're two months away from this from season starting, guys. Pats are already a five to one, but uh, slightly behind them, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are are at an eight to one to win the Super Bowl. So uh, it's going to be an. I'm really excited for this season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Got some really good uh, uh, rookies, especially rookie running backs coming in this class, and um, and uh, so uh, we're just going to have to you know. Wait out and, and and see how everything shakes down. Um, now I've stayed away from politics so far this show. Uh, I I stayed away from politics for the most part, uh, almost entirely uh, on on yesterday's episode. Uh, tonight we're not going to talk about the immigration thing, so do not worry about that. We are, however, going to talk about something that I find absolutely hilarious. And if you are a liberal snowflake that is easily offended. You might want to switch over to something else or just grow a fucking pair and get over it. You're on the Angry Man's Carousel. So, Barack Obama is back, and I don't mean back in the White House, thank God for that, but he is back in the news, and uh, uh, th- there, there's a story, courtesy of fucking CNN. Um, I use CNN a lot uh, when, I do, when, I, when I do my research, just, just because um, they are so tuned in uh, to the left side of the aisle. Um, and uh, they just make it really easy for guys like me to, to find stories that are just 
not only ridiculous, but either wrong or stories about people saying things that are wrong. And this is um, an interview that was conducted um, just uh, here here a couple of days ago. Um, and, and President Trump uh, has a message for for Democrats. And the message is this. Stop moping. Um, senior political analyst for ESPN, or ESPN, Jesus Christ, might as well be ESPN. They're, these guys are pretty much one of the same these days. Um, s- senior political analyst for CNN was asked a p- specific question. Do you think that his message is being well received by Democrats? And his response was, well, yeah, I, I, I actually do. I, I, I think so. I think it is being well received by the Democrats because um, some some of the stuff that's happened lately, especially with the Maxine Waters thing and uh, you know the uh, the Fonda thing, uh, it's they've really kind of just painted themselves into a corner. And Trump's approval rating is higher now than it has ever been. Um, and I just I find it something funny about this though. Obama wants Democrats to stop moping about the current state um, that you know, uh, they, they find themselves in, um, he, Obama was also quoted, uh, as saying, we shouldn't expect politics to be entertaining all the time. Well, I find that hilarious coming from a man who was celebrated as a fucking celebrity, his entire reign over the United States. Every time you'd fucking turn around, did you see a news story about Obama, you know, uh, help, helping get legislation passed that uh, helped, helped our wounded veterans? Did, did, you, did you see uh, countless stories about how Barack Obama, President of the United States of America, was doing everything possible that he could to make sure that, uh, that neighboring countries were getting, you know, natural disaster relief? Did, did, you, did you hear stories constantly about what he was doing about the drug you know the drug ep- uh, epidemic or or you know the immigration crisis or American jobs uh, no no every time you would turn on the fucking news or flick on that radio or read an article or whatever it's this week in Hawaii the president and Michelle and their 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 children went horseback riding on a fucking beautiful island painted with flowers. Or check out our interview where, where Barack Obama hangs out with the Beatles, Paul McCartney, or, you know, next on Channel Whatever News at 8 p.m., watch our exclusive interview with Barack Obama and how he talks about he just filled out his March Madness bracket. Get excited. What a cool president. This president is so cool. Fuck cool. Obama in the eight in the in the White House for eight straight years is why Trump fucking won. Why does nobody understand this? Obama is the reason Americans are fucking sick and tired to death of the political game. Obama played it well. He's a sneaky fucking snake, man. 
He's a master manipulator. And speaking of manipulators, Hillary Clinton's back in the news. Does anybody give a fuck? Hip, 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 hip. Probably not. Well, we're going to talk about it anyway. Hillary Clinton is, is uh, you know, what a fucking shocker, speaking out about the immigration uh, topic right now. And she is quoted as saying, my worst fears about the Trump administration are coming true. Uh, w- what? This is your worst fear. Your worst fear is that a president is actually doing something about the fucking immigration crisis and making an effort to implement positive changes for our fucking country. Let me explain something to you. If you don't understand exactly what's going on with this immigration thing and you think this is that this entire story is all about kids being separated from their parents uh, be, because the Trump administration is is a bunch of fucking cruel, angry fucking white men that just want to rain down terror on everyone who's not like them. Stop being duped. I said I wasn't going to talk about fucking immigration. Here I am doing it. <laughs> gotcha, bitches. I'm only talking about this because Hillary Clinton addressed this, and there's something else we're going we're gonna to talk about uh, regarding Hillary Clinton in just a second. But we have to work up to it. Okay? All right. Just, just hang in there. So her worst fear is about Trump coming true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, the the political analyst for for CNN was was asked to comment on on Hillary Clinton's uh, you know recent remarks about the Trump administration, and here's what he had to say. I tell you one thing: if she were president and something like this happened on her watch, you know, inadvertently or on purpose, and it was time to fix it. She would get it fixed. I don't think anybody thinks that she's somebody who wouldn't have pulled together an interagency process, appointed somebody to be responsible to get this thing done, given them a deadline, and made the thing happen. She, she, Democrats and Republicans gave her high marks at State Department, except for Benghazi. Okay, first of all, that last thing that he said is absolutely not true. She did not receive high marks in everything that she did from all Democrats and all Republicans and uh, all you know, uh, libertarian, middle of the aisle leaning people, uh, or even the press. It, she absolutely did not receive high marks for all of the work that she did, and uh, t- to suggest anything otherwise is absolutely irresponsible, uh, because you're leading people astray on purpose. All right, it's lambs to the fucking slaughter. Uh, so let's break down what he just said. If Hillary Clinton were president, she would have already had this thing done in the fucking bag, or at least on the way to being done. Really? Is that what you think? Uh, like what? Like, how would she have handled this? You mean she would have signed an executive order? Like President Trump did? <laughs> it, just because you're the president doesn't give you all authority and power to change fucking laws. That's not that's not what it means to be president. That's not how it works. These things have to go through a conves- con- congressional vote. Secondly, and this is the part that cracks me up, uh, w- what he is referring to uh, 
by talking about the thing that's bothering her and keeping her up at night. Uh, I'm not sure if he mentioned it, but it, 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 either way, uh, it, the same statement that I read from Hillary Clinton earlier, my worst fears about the Trump administration are now becoming true. She is quoted as saying the thing with, with the children, the immigrant children, it's keeping her awake at night. Uh, no, it's fucking not. Don't stop lying. Why do you continue to lie about things that are so not that important? I'm a, I'm a parent. If I was from Mexico and I wanted a better life for my family, you better believe I wouldn't be pulling my young children with me across the fucking border illegally at risk of being shot or detained and then sent back to the place I came from. Wouldn't be dragging my children along with me. And on top of that, young children are absolutely confirmed by ICE agents as instruments of drug smuggling. They put they, these these people are whether it's just you know uh, a Mexican citizen or whether it's a fucking mafia member or you know whatever cartel or or if it's uh, you know an MS13 gang member, they're hiding drugs in the children's diapers. For God's sake. And you know what? It's not fucking safe to be to be walking with your kids across across a border that you're not legally allowed to enter into. It's just not. Especially if you are a parent of 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 a of a daughter. If you have a daughter that is under 18, oh my god. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing something like this. Anyway, Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's keeping me up at night. The only thing keeping her up at night is how she lost the fucking election. If she hasn't figured it out by now, she's truly as stupid as I fucking thought she was. Uh, if she were if she were president, this would have been handled. Okay. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Fucked hard. Oh, my God. She got she got high marks from all the Democrats and the Republicans except for the Benghazi situation. Uh, you talk about something that should be keeping you up at night. As far as I'm concerned, concerned she is she is was and always will be responsible for those American deaths. If you haven't seen the movie, it's called Thirteen Hours. It's got John Krasinski, more popularly known as Jim from The Office. Fucking brilliant movie. Action-packed, dramatic, well-written, incredible acting, very, very real, like, you know, lifelike shooter situations. They recreated the entire thing amazingly. I wasn't there. I didn't see it go down. But I can only, I can only imagine. Holy cow, what a film. Absolutely. Don't rent it. Don't check it out. Go fucking buy it. And when your kids are old enough, make them fucking watch it. It's just it's a, it's an incredible story of real, true American heroes and and how how amazingly, uh, uh, you know, at ease the government is with with just failing us at every possible turn. So, uh, yeah. So I I just I find that really funny, Hillary Clinton. I, you know, she, 
we're going on two years ago now you fucking lost and you just her her need to stay relevant is so upsetting she's like that story topper i i had a guy like this in my platoon right uh there there's there's people who are story toppers and it doesn't matter you can come out and say i had a banana and their response will be yeah, listen, uh, sometimes at home we make this fruit smoothie shake. You get all these ingredients, and it's got all these antioxidants, and it gives you a great boost of energy. Uh, it's got like half the sugar, you know, of, uh, of, other, of other treats, and uh, I just feel great. I feel great. I feel great. I ran five miles this morning. Beat my record time. Yeah, that's cool, man. I just wanted to tell you I had a fucking banana <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> these fucking people. Yeah. Well, I, I had a fucking fruit, fruit smoothie shake. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't do anything. Like you could marry Catherine Zeta Jones in her prime, have perfect fucking children, go on to be uh, you know, conquer the fucking world, uh, and and cure cancer. You know, and this guy will come up to you like, well, you know, uh, <laughs> I just established uh, condominiums uh, on on Jupiter and Venus and Mars, and, and I'm I'm the captain of the fucking intergalactic space program. That sounded like Harry Carey. Hey, 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 Norm! If the moon were made of cheese, would you eat it? It's a simple question, Norm. Oh. Hey Hillary, if you don't win the election, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna eat your own face? I wish to God she would eat her own fucking face. Can't get any uglier, bitch. All right, I've actually got a couple of uh, a couple of really cool suggestions that I want to make. Uh, I just found this show. I've been listening to Steve Rinella's podcast called Meat Eater. Um, and uh, this guy's friends with uh, Brian Callen, uh, who is uh, who does um, uh, the Fighter and the Kid with Brennan Schaub. Uh, Steve Rinella is also friends with uh, you know Joe Rogan from the Joe Rogan Experience. You might have heard of his fucking podcast; it's sort of popular. Anyway, uh, Steve Rinella, um, uh, outdoor hunting expert, survivalist, and uh, just just general outdoorsman, a sportsman. Uh, this guy is fucking brilliant yeah he's good looking he's entertaining he's he's extremely knowledgeable and he has uh, a little little mini se- mini series uh, I, I believe it's two seasons long currently that's available on netflix and i just finished episode three the first couple episodes is like a, it you know kind of a to be continued sort of a format these guys are in alaska hunting moose not going to tell you what happens but it's really 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 cool and it's very absolutely worth the watch. The episodes are pretty short, uh, so if you're looking for something to watch, go check that out on Netflix. Um, if you're old enough to remember the first Predator movie in the '80s with Arnold, when he's telling everybody to get back to the chopper, Mac Dillon, he—I uh, really, I really think that's—I really think that's true. Uh, I, I think it was Bill Burr. I can't remember who said. Somebody said it. Why? Why is it that everybody on on planet Earth is is able to do Arnold's voice? It's just he's one of the most polarizing figures in American history. But uh, he's get he has a very easily impersonatable voice. Anyway, uh, the movie Predator, uh, fucking groundbreaking, right? Just awesome, 
awesome entertainment. Um, they're they're doing another one, and I'm not talking about the shitty fucking forty eight year old out of shape, sweaty, disgusting Danny Glover running around New York City like he's fucking Usain Bolt with a with a Magnum revolver in his hand, yeah, uh, you know, or or Alien versus Predator. That what the fuck were they thinking with that bullshit? That stuff flopped worse than a half made fucking pancake on the floor. <sighs> They're redoing this fucking movie. And I'm telling you, it looks fucking bad ass. It looks really, really cool. So um anyway, I'm just gonna I'm gonna play you a very a very quick clip uh from the Predator trailer. We need to know if you and your man pose a threat. We're Rangers. Hey, Baxley, if your mom's vagina were a video game, it'd be rated E for everyone. Because <laughs> I'm posing a threat. Kind of the fucking point. Predators just don't sit around making hats out of rib cages. They conquered space. But that's not what's on the horizon. Should I be worried? Rally. So like I told you, bad ass. Um, from the outer reaches of space to the small town streets of suburbia, the hunt comes home in Shane Black's explo- explosive reinvention of the Predator series. Now the universe's most lethal hunters are stronger, smarter, and deadlier than ever having genetically upgraded themselves with DNA from other species. When a young boy accidentally triggers their return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the fucking human race. Wow. This thing looks really good. It looks fairly poorly acted, but in, in really cool action movies, do you really want the acting to be amazing? Or do you just want your explosions and your bullets and your blood? Uh, I want a healthy combination of each, but yeah, to each his own. All right, we got one more for you. I don't know if you saw Creed. Creed is an extension of all the Rocky films. If you don't like the Rocky films, that's perfectly fine. You probably hate Jesus in America. Uh, The Creed film was so hyped up. Here's the problem with movies that are super hyped up. Uh, I I start to believe it, even though I know I shouldn't, even though I don't want to, and I go into watching them with a certain level of expectation based on what every other casual movie seer, uh, you know, uh, projects. But but then ultimately I end up being disappointed because uh, it it just doesn't live up to to what people say it should, and that's why I pretty much refuse to see any real blockbuster of a film. I wait until Redbox or Amazon or, or whatever the case. But but Creed was a spinoff of the Rocky films. Um, Creed is a movie, of course, about, uh, you know, Apollo Creed's son uh, that he never really knew. And then he discovers that his dad was a badass boxer and, you know, wants to fight and, uh, you know, ends up 
convincing Sylvester Stallone's character, obviously being Rocky, uh, you know, to come out of being retired from from coaching and training and to train him to fight. Well, you know, uh, now they've they're making a second one, and uh, this one is set to release Thanksgiving of this year, 2018, and. Uh, I got to be honest with you, it looks pretty cool. There's one there's one specific fact about Creed 2 that's going to blow your mind. They're bringing back the fucking Russians. You remember Rocky 4? Hey. If I could change, you could change. We could change, we could be better. We can do it. Hey Adrian, the Russians hate hate everybody else, but they love me. I just beat up uh, Ivan Dragos, but they love me, and we did it, Adrian, Paulie. So they're bringing back the Russians, and here's the thing. Um, <sighs> Dolph Lundgren, there are videos of him all over YouTube training and getting ready for his role in this movie. Well, uh, he is 60 years old and working his ass absolutely off of his fucking body. And it's really cool to see. This guy is in better shape at 60 than most people are at fucking 30 or 20, even for that matter. Um, and I'm just going to play you a real quick sound clip of this preview. Creed 2 set to release Thanksgiving of this year. Have a listen. In the ring, you got rules. Outside, we got nothing. Life hits you with all these cheap shots. People like me, we live in the past. You got people that need you now. You got everything to lose. This guy's got nothing to lose. I ain't got a choice. That's the same thing your father said, and he died right here in my hands. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. But you don't think I could beat him? So, like I said, um, they're bringing in Dolph Lundgren to play same character he, he did in Rocky IV, uh, Ivan Dragos. And here's the cool part. Dolph Lundgren plays the dad of the kid that is going to fight Apollo Creed. Or not Apollo Creed, but uh, uh, what I don't remember the, the kid's first name in the movie. But, but Creed II is going to fight... Drago's kid. <laughs> That's actually pretty fucking cool. I mean, it's lazy and it's and it's cheap and it's it's kind of uh, you know it's it's just it's just a little lazy in in the way of writing, but it works. And listen, we're talking like what thirty some odd years later after Rocky Four came out. Now now we're doing this. Uh, I I think it's pretty cool. It looks it it looks it looks really good. Uh, I I actually enjoyed uh, the original Creed movie. This one uh, looks set uh, to absolutely not disappoint. Listen, it's late. I'm going to get off here. I'm going to go crack a beer. Don't worry. I learned my lesson last night. I really appreciate you guys listening. I want you to share this show, okay? It's really simple. If you like listening to this, go to the top right corner and click on that little thing with, like, it looks like a, uh, a really bad sideways triangle. It's got three little dots on it. And that's the universal symbol for share on social media. You click the share button. You can send it to Facebook. You can send it to Twitter, Instagram, email, and a text message. 
WhatsApp application, just a, a million different ways you can share the show. Tell people about it, and we appreciate uh, you guys listening in and, and supporting the show. Um, if you have a question you want me to answer on the air, shoot us a message on Instagram or on Twitter uh, or email us at the Angry Man's or excuse me Angry Man's Carousel at Gmail dot com. Of course, we're looking for sponsors, uh, you know, for the show. So if you actually want to be a sponsor of this show, um, uh, I'm a consumer. I have things in my house I like using, and every now and then I talk about those things on this show. So get at us and let us know. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. The 4th of July is coming up, so make sure you grab your fireworks. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are looking to get rid of their inventory as quickly as they can, and there's some crazy discount, uh, discounts going on. So stay cool, and we actually didn't get to get a chance to talk about how to, how, you know, how to, how to lower, your, lower your AC bill, but we'll get into that next episode, I absolutely promise you. Thanks for being here. You've been on The Angry Man's a motherfucking carousel.